I recently saw someone suggesting that AI can act as somebody's therapist. Is this true? The short and obvious answer is no, but I wanna look at this a bit deeper with you so we can learn what to expect and what's missing from AI as a therapist. My name is Justin Sinceri. I'm a therapist, a coach, and the creator of the Polyvagal Trauma Relief System. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken, where I teach you how to live with more calm, confidence and connection without psychobabble or woo-woo. Not only is AI not therapy, but this, this podcast is, of course, not therapy, nor should this be replacing therapy. So what's the current state of AI in regards to mental health care, behavioral interventions, emotional support, that kind of thing? There's a bunch of apps that kind of focus on one thing or another. There's apps you can get that help out with meditation, smoking cessation, journaling, even uh, assessments. These are mostly adjuncts to therapy or additions maybe. They have some sort of AI component or it resembles AI, but these are not replacements for therapy. And usually the things that are more focused on behavior use the principles of cognitive behavioral therapy, which are really reliant on measurement and homework behavior, changing behavior, small changes like it's it lends itself pretty well i think to this sort of like digital adjunct to therapy it's something that can be like you can make a goal pretty easily and then track it but there are also a couple of apps that are trying it seems like to me as i and i went to the website to check it out they're positioning themselves as a therapeutic system in and of itself or a replacement or maybe an adjunct but it seems like they're saying hey we can provide you with therapy. I think one of them refers to themselves as a mental health ally, but I mean, the way they're positioned, it looks like this is supposed to be a replacement for therapy. One of those is Youper and the other one is Wobot. But the question is, can AI replace therapy? So as, as much as I'm cut up on this, that's kind of what things look like right now. But the question is, can AI replace therapy? But to answer that question, we have to first understand what AI is. And that requires understanding something called a large language model or an LLM. So what is an LLM? I actually asked ChatGPT what the heck that is. And it gave me this rundown. I'll try and simplify it. The AI model is trained using a massive amount of text from the internet, books, articles, websites, and more. It reads and analyzes all this text to learn patterns in grammar and facts, even how people express emotions and ideas, but it's very, very much looking for patterns. And then the next step is that it learns the pattern. So during the training, the model learns how words are connected, what kind of words often appear together, and how sentences are structured. So it figures out the relationship between words like cat and how that's related to meow and how dog is related to bark. So once it's trained on how words are connected, the next step is to predict what words or sentences might come next in a, a certain context. So for example, if you were to type in, what's the weather like today, the model can guess what you might wanna know, or it can give you a pattern of words that fit that question. Whether or not they're correct is a different thing. So when you ask the model a question, when you give it a prompt, it uses its knowledge and patterns that it's learned to generate that response. It doesn't understand like we do, but it generates text that's coherent. 
and it makes sense based on what it's learned. Large language models can also learn from feedback. So if someone corrects or guides its responses, it can improve over time. And this is how it gets better at giving helpful answers. And then some models, some AI models, can even be customized for specific reasons. So you can create an AI model that is specifically trained on medical information. Maybe it can help, maybe its specialty is to help with diagnosis, with medical questions. You might be able to make an AI model, or you can make an AI model that gives legal advice or customer support if you can train it on data related to those things. The obvious question becomes, can't you train an AI to be a therapist? And the answer is no, and that's because they lack a bunch of things, but they lack, uh, and more in particular, they lack real experience with real people. It, knowing information or knowing how to spit out words that simulate therapy is not the same thing as therapy. They haven't worked with real people. They don't have that experience, obviously. There's a big difference between the actual work of therapy versus learning about therapy. So people who are in college learning how to be a therapist, is that's good, and that's obviously useful knowledge, but that's a hell of a lot different than actually doing the work of being a therapist. Another thing that AI lacks is empathy. They don't actually feel, uh, but they can say things that seem empathetic, but they don't feel, they can't sense, they, they can't detect through empathy, through compassion, when it's a good time to give advice versus when it's not. They don't know when to just listen versus guide somebody. AI at this point con constantly like guides and gives advice. It's not therapy, it's it maybe advice giving. AI also currently lacks the ability to see. They're not seeing our face and our body, those cues, which give a lot of information. It's going completely, as of right now, based on text, and text is a big limitation. I think you can definitely exchange text with a therapist. I know, that, I know there's platforms that do that already. I think there's you can do that, and that could be therapeutic, but again, that's with a real person. When you're just exchanging text back and forth with an AI, again, it's going based on pattern recognition of words, and they're not it's not able to be empathetic with what it's reading. AI currently does not hear. It does not hear how much prosody is in someone's voice or lack of prosody. We know that prosody is the sing-song equality of your voice. When you lack prosody, that indicates your body's in more of a defensive state. When you have more prosody, that indicates you're doing pretty good. You're in a safety state and you're able to socially engage. You can connect with people or other mammals. You can connect with the present moment. You can connect with yourself. When I hear my client has prosody, that's a really good indication of where they're at. You don't get that obviously through text. Right now, AI cannot hear. And even if it can hear your voice, it, it, from what I understand currently, it's just being sent into like a text transcription. I don't know if it's really able quite yet to pick up the tone of someone's voice, although I don't think it's very far away. AI lacks the ability to understand. They can say they understand, uh, but they don't feel. They don't have life experience. They know patterns of language again, so they can kind of imitate that, but there is no actual relation. When my clients tell me something they've been through, even though I don't live their life, of course, a part of me understands and can help them to flesh out the words of what they're going through. Even if I can't nail it exactly, because I'm not them, 
it can help them to get to the next step or the next level of being able to put words to their experiences. But that only comes from, again, empathy, but being able to relate on some level, at least through some level of emotion. And AI can't do that at this point, but they can kind of mimic it. AI currently lacks the ability to co-regulate. They don't have a voice. AI can have voices, but right now, the AI that you're going to interact with probably doesn't have a voice. It'll probably be a text-based thing. So AI is not going to give you cues of safety through their voice. They're not going to have prosody. They don't have a face. AI doesn't have a face to give you cues of safety and eye contact, eye crinkles, smiles, genuine smiles. All of it currently is through text, or at least what people are likely going to use, like ChatGPT. It's all it's all text text-based. I mean, all that is like pretty big deal, right? That's kind of a lot of the heart of therapy. But on top of that, there's some things that are more AI specific, like they, we, they call it hallucination. AI hallucinates. So when it has these like ongoing conversations, they're not very sustainable. There's a limit currently, although it is growing, there's a limit to what AI can sustain in a conversation. And eventually it starts to like make up stuff. Or even early in the conversation, if you ask it something, it'll make it up. I've asked it about myself and it just makes up that I've written books and stuff. It'll make up that I have courses that aren't, I mean, I do have courses, but it'll make up what they're called. It just makes stuff up. Or it'll also forget what was said earlier in the conversation. It doesn't take very long to get to, get to that point either. It just sort of like sort of drifts. The conversation sort of drifts off somewhere and it loses contact or it loses touch with what was being talked about. So it's hard to have like one AI chat going indefinitely. It's not a thing at this point, as best I know. At least not through the apps that you'll probably access, like through Google and ChatGPT and Microsoft. So what you end up doing is constantly starting a brand new chat with AI every time. So it kind of starts from scratch or it does start from scratch. So there's no remembering of what was said already. It doesn't, it can't recall what you already told it. So AI as your therapist wouldn't be able to check in with you about how your homework went from the week before. They can't follow up with, hey, how have you been doing emotionally since I last saw you? How's your depression level? How much safety is in your system? How are you doing on your treatment plan? Like I said, obviously, yeah, AI is not at a point where it can replace a, ther a therapist. It's not even close, I don't, I don't think. Or at least it's not as close when it comes to the whole picture of therapy. I think there's a lot of things that it could do pretty darn well already. And it's coming up probably pretty soon. But as of right now, no, it's not a replacement for therapy. So as of right now, today, in late October of 2023, the day before Halloween, and I, I pinpoint the date because these things are changing rapidly. Who is going to benefit from an AI quote unquote therapist? It's not a therapist, but who would benefit from this? Because it is something you could already, you can go to ChatGPT and start asking it whatever you want to. Although I did do some tests and I'm glad to say that ChatGPT and Google and a couple other ones, they do recommend, hey, talk to a real therapist. I can't guide you on this stuff. So that's, that's the good news. But I do think that AI can be helpful. I don't think it's useless. It can be helpful. If, if you're someone that is very self-motivated and you need like a little touch of guidance or advice, some ideas, if you need help brainstorming what to do next in your self-development, I think it's fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. If you're suicidal, if you're, you know, if it's self-harm related, if it's a serious mental health issue, then no, completely inappropriate. 
But if you're self-motivated and you're already on this you know, path of growth, I think it's totally fine to go to AI and say, hey, I'm really kind of stuck on this one issue. I need help brainstorming some solutions. And actually, it does pretty well with that. Very brief, focused on behavior, focused on solutions, focused on brainstorming. It does pretty darn well with that. But that, that's not therapy. So as of right now, if you meet that criteria, try it out. I don't think there's anything wrong with that personally. And I don't, I don't think you should be paying for a therapist to, to provide you with that basic level of intervention. So where is AI headed eventually when it comes to therapy? Well, live audio and video AI therapists, I think, are likely in the future. Meaning AI with human face, human body, but like digital. I don't mean like a robot version, although that probably will be in the future as well. We already have the technology with AI to create video, to create voices. We already have that. As of right now, it's not live like back and forth, I don't think, but we can already create short videos with an AI face, AI body, AI voice. That's already here. So AI video characters, they exist already and they can show facial you know, features, movements. So I think it's likely there's going to be a live AI video that can simulate a therapist through telehealth. And I think it's likely kind of soon, or at least the capability of it is. I don't know who's going to actually like create that, but the capability of it is probably, I don't think it's very far away. And like I said, AI can already create audio. It can create a fake voice already and really, really well. It's kind of off. It's not completely human. You can still kind of tell. At the end of my episode, I always have a disclaimer. That's an AI voice. But it's it's really, really close. It's very close. There's a, a couple of softwares that stick out. Revoicer, Eleven Labs, they use voice templates. Descript is a platform that allows you to use your own voice if you wanted to. And ChatGPT, actually in the ChatGPT phone app, you can talk back and forth with it. It already has a voice. So you can talk back and forth with the ChatGPT phone app if you have the Plus subscription. So that's already here. So how long until ChatGPT has a live face to go along with it? I I don't think it's, I, I don't think the software is that far away. The other thing is like to get to the, even like the next level of this, we already have virtual reality. Mixed reality is already here. I don't think it's that great, but it is here. And actually with the Apple Vision Pro, it's going to be here in a much more dynamic way or at least more convincing way. So the pieces for virtual AI therapy, I think are already here and they're rapidly getting better. The difference here is that the virtual world is a completely new world that disconnects you from this one. Mixed reality is combining virtual and the real world. So when you put on the Apple Vision Pro pretty soon or the MetaQuest 3, you can put that on and see the real, you know, your world in front of you with elements of virtual reality sprinkled in. So that's already here. I think eventually the the capability of talking with and interacting with an AI therapist through mixed reality will be a reality. And if that's true, you'll be able to slap on your goggles and see somebody else in your room, in your real space, that is a very convincing human, but it's, it's AI with its own mannerisms, personality. You'll be able to train it on some sort of therapeutic modality. I think it'll be a very convincing AI therapist. I don't know how ethical it is, but 
I think it'll be pretty darn convincing. And every time a new virtual reality headset comes out, it gets smaller and smaller. Eventually, it's just going to be a pair of glasses that we're wearing. Maybe even contacts. I don't know. But we'll be able to put on a pair of glasses just like I'm wearing right now. And we'll see in our real space this AI therapist or buddy or boxing partner. And it'll, it'll look real. It'll sound real. Actually, if you don't believe me, there already are wearable mixed reality glasses that you can buy today. I think they're four or 500 bucks. There's a range, but there's already glasses you can wear that look convincingly like they look like glasses and you can wear them out in public, but they function as like a separate monitor. You can plug them into your Xbox or your computer and, or you actually, I think they even work through um, Bluetooth or maybe Wi-Fi. but you can already buy glasses that have elements of mixed reality already like today. And like I said before, Apple's Vision Pro, which is coming out very soon, very high definition, and it looks like it's gonna blend seamlessly with the real world. The elements of mixed reality that are digital, like Windows, will have shadows, like it's gonna feel, and they went out of their way to make sure it feels real. So can all these pieces come together? AI, mixed reality, synthetic voice, synthetic body, at least digitally? I think they could all come together, and I don't think it's super far away. So can an AI convincingly mimic being a therapist? I think in the very near future, yeah, I, th I think it'll probably happen. AI can already learn from text, from audio, from video. We can already give it a custom knowledge base. Eventually, AI is gonna be able to learn from uploaded or even live therapy sessions. That AI may be able to learn from a specific therapist on how they work on how they use their voice in a session, how you, they use their body. Now, I don't personally think this is a good idea. I think there's tons of problems here, but I do expect this to be a thing in the future. Probably not too distant future. Probably within our lifetime, as of 2023. You may not see this technology in therapy. It may be with like coaching or some other, you know, mental health aligned kind of profession. So those are my thoughts on AI and how it cannot work as a therapist currently, but how in the future it actually might. And I think probably pretty convincingly. I'm not sure if it's a good idea, probably not a very good idea, but it might be a very cost efficient way for, for people to access something that is close to therapy and maybe even effective. I appreciate you joining me here on Stuck Not Broken. You know that being stuck shows up in many different ways like anxiety and anger, depression, overwhelm, panic, fear, and, and more. You're probably well aware of this. I invite you to consider subscribing to Stuck Not Broken Total Access. You will get total access to the knowledge that you need through my polyvagal trauma relief system. You'll also have the option of connecting with other people in the community and spending some more time with me as well. You'll also have the option of connecting with others and spending more time with me in the community. Plus, there's a whole bunch of other stuff if you wanna go even deeper in your unstucking process like a separate podcast and twice monthly meetups. So thank you for being a part of my podcast and I really look forward to welcoming you as a member of my Total Access community. Fellow Stuck Not, I really hope this episode has been helpful for you, at least something to think about maybe something to dread in the near future. Bye. This podcast is not therapy, not intended to be therapy or be a replacement for therapy. Nothing in this creates or indicates a therapeutic relationship. 
Please consult with your therapist or seek for one in your area if you are experiencing mental health symptoms. Nothing in this podcast should be construed to be specific life advice, it is for educational and entertainment purposes only.